The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you um, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so glad that you're here with us this morning. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. We're continuing our our study of preaching from the poets by looking at the spiritual message in popular songs and uh, This morning, we're going back to 1989. That was the year that Tom Petty released a a simple yet powerful anthem that clocks in just under three minutes. Uh, The name of the song is uh, I Won't Back Down. And it's one of those songs that that you recognize immediately. It's been used in political campaigns. It's been used in sports ads. A version of it appeared in the History Channel's Texas Rising in 2015, so it continues to be used today. It has been covered more than 20 times by various artists. Uh, The song was played often on the radio after the September 11th attacks. And in fact, uh, Petty recorded a, a softer version that appeared on a tribute album that raised money for the victims. One of the most famous versions of the song was recorded in the year 2000 by Johnny Cash. Tom Petty created an anthem, and Johnny Cash took this song and turned it into a hymn. At the time, he was facing a chronic illness. He had stopped touring uh, three years earlier, and he knew that his time on earth was limited. His health was declining. He, he was constantly battling pneumonia, and yet he found the energy to, rec- to continue to record. And in true Johnny Cash fashion, he refused to give up. He, he was looking death in the face, and he sang, Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Now, most of us have probably heard this song before, but have you ever noticed the biblical reference right there at the beginning? Tom Petty lifts a line directly from the gospel of Matthew. He sings, you you, you can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Now, notice what Matthew records for us 
in Matthew chapter 16, beginning in verse 13. We find there, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The true identity of Jesus remains a mystery to most people throughout the gospel accounts. And we see that in this passage. There are people who think Jesus is a prophet. There are people who think that he is John the Baptist. And then there is a lot of chatter going on uh, regarding his identity. And people are just sort of all over the place. But now Jesus turns to his disciples. And these are the individuals who know Jesus the best. They have spent time getting to know him. They have ate with him. They have seen him perform miracles. They have listened to his stories. And they have sat at his feet and learn from his teaching. And Peter, one of the leaders of the group, he answers Jesus, and he answers correctly. He confesses that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And as the conversation continues, it becomes evident that Peter does not understand what this fully means, but he does get the answer right. And Jesus responds with this statement concerning the church. He says, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so the church is going to be built on the foundation of this confession. There is no salvation outside of Christ. Our Christian journey begins by acknowledging the true identity of Jesus. He is more than a good moral teacher. He is more than an influential person in history. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He died on the cross for you and me, and he was raised from the grave three days later. He conquered death. Well, Jesus then states that not even the gates of hell shall prevail against the church. And if you think about this, this was a, a bold statement considering that when he says this, the church had yet to be established, and Jesus and his followers were a small group of poor peasants with no worldly power or no political standing. Uh, this prediction did not look bright when the church was in its infant stages and Christians were being persecuted first by Jews and later by Romans. But what Jesus said was absolutely true. There has never been a time in history where the church has ceased to exist. 
It has gone from a group of 12 followers to a movement that's presence is known throughout the entire world. The church has endured evil, persecution, violence, threats, and much more. But it has always prevailed. The church is not a building. It is not a hierarchy like a political system. The church is people. It is you and me and every other Christian in the world that is gathering around the Lord's table this morning. We are the church. And when Jesus says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, he's talking about us. We will not be conquered by evil. We will not be defeated by Satan because we stand with Jesus. And in these terms, Tom Petty's song is a very biblical song. I don't know if he understood the power he was invoking when he wrote those lyrics, but his words are truth. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. We as a church must stand up to certain things that we face in this world. We must stand against the powers of evil. We must stand against racism in all its various forms. We must seek an end to the violence that we see in this country and work towards reconciliation. We must speak up for the weak and the powerless, people on the margins of society. This includes people with mental illnesses who have nowhere to go and often end up homeless and on the streets. It is why the church continues to speak up for the innocent victims of abortion. There is no greater act of violence than to take the life of an innocent child. We stand against poverty and we stand up for what is right. The church is a beacon of light in a dark world. It exposes injustice and hatred. We are a sanctuary for the oppressed. We offer relief to those who are suffering. We seek to heal the sick. We long for, for all the wrongs to be righted. We are the body of Christ, and we refuse to allow evil to triumph. We won't back down. It is important that we unite as a body to stand against evil. But there are also times in our life when we find ourselves in the midst of personal battles. We must not back down when we face struggles on our own. And one of the biggest struggles that we face is temptation. And it's something that we all face, but it often looks different for each of us. We don't wrestle with the same issues. What is tempting to one person is not tempting to the next. And understanding this fact allows us to be sympathetic towards others. One person may struggle with food consumption, another drunkenness, another pornography, and another anger, and so on, and so on, and so on. We must be careful not to think that someone else's struggles are worse than our own. We all struggle. We just struggle with different things. Jesus himself faced temptation while he was fasting in the wilderness. And the purpose of fasting is to draw closer to God. And so Jesus is out in the wilderness. He's fasting. He's spending his days in prayer. 
He was at a spiritual high point when Satan comes and attacks him. And so it doesn't matter whether we are on a spiritual high or a spiritual low, Satan is willing to come at us at any moment. And we have to be prepared to face temptation. Uh, we saw in the scripture reading that, that Jesus faces it by turning to scripture. And he didn't have a pocket Bible with him in the wilderness. There was no such thing in those days. But what he did do is he had spent years meditating on the books of the Bible. And he had the word of God stored in his heart. And he was prepared wherever he went. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. We have the ability to face any temptation that comes our way. We have the tools we need. We have the Bible. We have prayer. We have our Christian family, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Will we succumb or will we choose to stand up to temptation? Will we choose not to back down when it comes our way? Will we stand up and fight just as Jesus did in the wilderness? The Greek word translated hell in Matthew 16 is actually uh, the word Hades. And Jesus is saying here that, that not even death will prevail against the church. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 26, Paul calls death our enemy. Death and disease are evil. They are not from God. They were not present in God's original creation. They were not present in the Garden of Eden prior to the fall. They are a result of sin. Death was an enemy of the early church as many Christians died at the hands of the Romans. They were devoured by wild animals in the arena. They were burned alive and, and crucified, and yet death did not deter these early Christians. They stood up to death. They died with honor and dignity. They forgave their killers, and the church grew rather than shrank. We now live in a world where people have tried to cozy up to death, it is legal in all 50 states to have your unborn child put to death. Uh, Physician-assisted suicide is legal in five states, and it's under review in six others. In our society, you can choose when life begins and when it ends. A person makes an appointment, walks into a doctor's office, and a life is terminated. Death is not something that we should grow comfortable with. It is not something that we should decide when and where it happens. That's not our decision to make. Death is our enemy. At the same time, we no longer have to fear death. Now, for many years, it was a problem with no solution. Death was the final word in the matter. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon uh, laments death and its lasting effects. There was no hope beyond death. 
But then Jesus comes and he does something remarkable. After he willingly goes to the cross and dies, he does not stay dead. He is raised from the grave by the power of the Holy Spirit. He overcomes death. And he proved to the entire world that there is life beyond the grave. Now, I I love Johnny Cash's version of I Won't Back Down because he sings it as a man who is not afraid to face death. His voice is not the same. It has been weathered by the years, and you can hear the effects of sickness and age. And yet he sings it as a man determined to stand up against death and disease. He refuses to allow them to have the last word. How can this be? It's because he has placed his trust in a man who conquered death. Now you can go out and and watch The Voice or whatever show and, and try to find the perfect person singing the perfect song. But I'll take Johnny Cash's worn and weathered voice as he stares down death any day. Uh, One of the last songs that Johnny Cash recorded was a song entitled Ain't No Grave. And he sang, there ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm going to rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Even at the very end, Johnny Cash refused to back down as he was face to face with death. And we can do the same because our hope is in Jesus. There is no fear, no sickness, no worry, no problem bigger than our Lord. Nothing is too big for him to handle. And with God on our side, we can stand up to whatever struggle we are facing. We can call I Won't Back Down a popular song. We can call it a rock song. We can say it was recorded by a secular artist. But deep down, it is a spiritual song with a powerful message. And the message that it contains is one that we need to take with us wherever we go. I won't back down. We need to let the world know that I won't back down to evil. I won't back down to injustice. I won't back down to temptation. I won't back down to fear. I won't back down to sickness and disease. I won't back down to hatred and racism. I won't back down to poverty. I won't even back down to death when it comes knocking on my door. We are the body of Christ. We are members of the church that Jesus built. The church that he is head of. We have been bought and purchased with the blood of our Savior. The gates of hell will not prevail against God's people. And because of this, we can say with confidence, I won't back down. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for your church. We thank you for your people. And we thank you for Jesus who made it all possible. He purchased this church with his own blood. 
and he gave us all hope when he was raised from the grave. We have nothing to fear. We don't have to fear death or disease or evil or any other thing in the world because we are sons and daughters of God. We're so thankful for the life that Jesus lived and the sacrifice that he made. We pray this in his name. Amen.